It's time to eat. What are you hungry for? Sit down and get ready to consume an abundance of fantasy football knowledge from Ross Tucker and Joe Dolan. Feed me now. I'm starving. On the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast. Yeah, let's eat, baby. It is the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast presented, of course, by DraftKings. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman. Five teams, seven years, classic journeyman, already recorded this morning an absolutely epic Wisdom Wednesday on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast with the civilian goat, Greg Cosell. Loved his thoughts on Stefan Diggs' contract, DK Metcalf as a trade candidate, Frank Gore as a Hall of Famer, and of course we got into all of the projected first-round cornerback prospects for the 2022 NFL Draft, which will be here before you know it. Speaking of that, we've gone over the quarterbacks with Wes Huber from Fantasy Points. We've gone over the running backs. Next week, we will go over the wide receivers. However, today, we need to take a pause. We needed to stop. There was an article written by Jake Tribby of FantasyPoints.com that was so good that Joe Dolan demanded that Jake, uh, Jake Tribby come. I don't even know who Jake Tribby is. And Joe Dolan's like, he's coming on the show, Ross. I was like, okay, that's good enough for me, Joe. If you care that much, he's coming on. As long as he and everybody else, when they go to FantasyPoints.com, uses the code 22FEAST, I'm happy. Check out me on social media at Ross Tucker NFL at Ross Tucker Pod. Joe is at FG underscore Dolan. Jake, what are you? Uh, at Jake Tribby on Twitter. That that makes sense. That's logical. At Jake Tribby. Okay. Um, so here's the deal. We talk so much, and Joe, you and I have spent a bunch of time with the first couple weeks of free agency talking about the fits for these guys and what it means, etc. How about actually looking at what these guys actually get done when they go to these new teams? So we uh, we talked a lot, Ross, about like analyzing all the moves and you know the Allen Robinson's going to the Rams and you know we're talking trades. You know Carson Wentz is going to the team and you have uh, you have Russell Wilson going to the Broncos and you've got Ronald Jones going to the Chiefs and and all these moves that are out there. Um, and we're analyzing them one by one. But what Jake did in his article, and very brilliantly so, um, Jake, uh, you, you, you certainly um, mentioned your influences in doing this article, but you looked at the big picture. It, as opposed to just analyzing every single move uh, on its own. And by the way, you have to do that, Ross. You have to, you have to look at each move and, and what it means. But Jake looked at the big picture, Jay. And I'm just going to... Uh, uh, pose it right to you the article is called how free agents fare after switching teams that's a very apt title because that's exactly what you looked into you went into the big picture and what was like your inspiration for this what was what was the method for you uh to look at to look at uh everything that you did yeah so uh rich Herbaugh and uh scott barrett have both kind of done like a similar methodology before but basically i was just looking at since 2010 uh top 24 quarterbacks top 36 running backs top 48 wide receivers and top 24 tight ends how often do these players beat their average draft position and how often do they improve on their fantasy points per game numbers 
And that's after switching teams. Yes, yes, correct. Uh, okay. That is after switching teams. All right. So um, what what was like, if you have an overarching, because we're going to get into the position specifics here, but if you have an overarching takeaway, let's start with that. What was the takeaway that you've had in the past decade plus about these guys switching teams? Yeah, well, they um, they have not fared very well. You're looking at across the board, thirty uh, percent odds or worse of beating their average draft position, and that's at that's at every position, um, and worse than coin flip ish odds of players improving their fantasy points per game. Um, quarterback were the best at improving their fantasy points per game, um, uh, but you know. Uh, wide receivers, running backs, and tight ends all all struggled in that regard. All sub forty percent um, fantasy points per game improvement, and uh, yeah, like I said, sub thirty uh, percent average draft position improvement. So pretty pretty weak results across the board. So Joe, do you feel like we? I mean, obviously we didn't have the numbers to that, but do you feel like we kind of knew that it's a little bit buyer beware with guys on new teams? Yeah, and, and like I think a lot of players, um, and and I would say running back and wide receiver especially, um, running back uh, I think especially these guys are looking to get paid, and, and that is well within their rights. It's well within, you know, I would recommend it. Ross, you played in the league, so you know you know what it's like. Like I, I, I'm all about guys getting paid, um, but from our our perspective, you know, maybe sometimes these guys don't go to the ideal situation um, and, and as opposed to, you know, going where it got him the most money. And now this, this leads me, Jake, to talk about quarterbacks because we've seen in the last like two, three years in particular quarterback, the quarterback market exploding in a way that frankly it never had before where guys in the past, if, if a guy was a franchise quarterback, he was essentially there for life. And then maybe he had two or three years at the end of his career when he was partially or almost fully washed where he ends up going somewhere else. But it feels like, and I'm, I'm walking down narrative street here. You have the numbers to back it up. From my perspective, I'm looking at quarterbacks uh, uh, going down narrative street. If quarterbacks are demanding to be moved in the way that like maybe a Russell Wilson um, uh, was on the move or Matthew Stafford was on the move, they're – probably moving because they want a better situation, which probably in my uh, narratively, from my perspective, that might lead to their relative improvement uh, when switching teams, as opposed to the other players. What did you find about quarterbacks in particular though, um, over the last 12 years of player movement that might've contributed to them having more success with this article? Yeah. So you, you are kind of right in that quarterbacks did have the highest rate of, you know, fantasy points per game improvement at, at 53%. Um, and we've had, so we've had 17 quarterbacks that have ranked top 24 by ADP switch teams since 2010. But interestingly, um, only three have managed to beat their average draft position. And all three were fairly unique circumstances in 2012, Peyton Manning, who's obviously coming off of a serious neck injury, 2013, Alex Smith, who had just been benched and 2015, Tyrod Taylor, who had never started a game in the NFL. Um, so, you know, what that tells me, and none of those guys were drafted inside the top 10 at their position. They had largely been written off by the fantasy community. So that, that kind of tells me that guys like Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, higher end quarterbacks, who a lot of people are on. Um, are guys that I'm not really, you know, targeting, at least, you know, based off this data, I'm not super bullish on them, but maybe some of those lower tier guys, the Marcus Mariota's, Matt Ryan's, Carson Wentz's of the world, you know, there may be some merit there just given how much they've kind of fallen in the public perception. So did Stafford not beat his ADP this year? 
No, he did not actually. Wow. Surprisingly, I believe he was QB seven and finished around QB nine. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Oh, that, that's uh. Well, that's pretty interesting, Ross. I gotta. I gotta say, like even Stafford, who. So there is a tendency to over. And this, see, to me, I was saying to Ross, I'm pretty sure we broke this down on the Russell Wilson trade. I was saying, you know. I'm probably not going to buy, I'll buy his receivers, but I'm not going to buy him at his inflated price. And that's something that you might say this study shows is probably the right call. Yeah, I'd say I'm more like neutral on Watson and and Wilson. I mean, Watson obviously has the suspension. Um, Wilson in particular, I mean, who's to say like, are the Broncos really going to let him cook? Like, obviously, if yeah. he was replacing Mahomes in the Chiefs offense, then we could, you know, have a pretty good idea that he's going to throw the ball a ton. But I, I don't know how much he's going to throw in this Broncos offense. Um, so, yeah, it's hard to say like, oh, yeah, he's definitely going to be, you know, top five fantasy QB. Like, I, I just don't think we could say that. Well, what we can say is that the numbers indicate it's less likely. You know, people get excited about him in Denver and they think, okay, big numbers and they've got good receivers. It, it's almost like, you guys think it's fair to say the hype of these guys going somewhere new and it being big news, Matt Ryan and Indy, just, just the newness and the attention leads to guys being drafted higher than they probably should be. Cause yeah. that's really what we're talking about. Like, Matthew Stafford had a good year. It's not, it's not like these guys have bad years. It's just it leads to them being drafted higher than they probably otherwise should have. And I think that that plays into Wilson, especially because of the whole let Russ cook narrative that that's never really happened. People are like, oh, my God, he's going to go to Denver and they're going to I'm exaggerating here and they're going to throw the ball 70 percent of the time. And, you know, Nathaniel Hackett didn't exactly do that with Aaron Rodgers and. I mean, you can be the biggest Russell Wilson fan on planet Earth, and nobody's going to tell you that Russell Wilson's a better passer than Aaron Rodgers. So let's let, let's be uh, honest here about that. Um, Jake, let's go now to running backs. And we're talking, you know, the quarterback hit rate, you said only 18% beat their ADP. Well, running backs, yikes. Um, uh, this is This is – pretty dire here for guys switching teams and um there weren't a ton there haven't been a ton of big names who have switched teams this offseason but still you're looking at buyer beware situation here right now yeah absolutely the hit rate is as low as any position in terms of beating adp 40 percent did improve in fantasy points per game uh which i believe yeah ranked second best um but yeah things are things are not great for running backs my theory here is that, and I mean, this this really applies to, to all positions, but I think especially running back, um, is that this is like age-related. You know, players switching teams have basically all hit their second contract, uh, meaning they're all in their mid-20s or later. High-end fantasy production tends to fall off a cliff after around year seven. Um, and guys who are later in their careers are signing shorter contracts, so they're switching teams more often. So I think that may be skewing our sample a bit. Um, but yeah, this is certainly buyer beware territory. Uh, we didn't have many running backs change teams this year, but, you know, Chase Edmonds, Raheem Mostert, and Ronald Jones, I'm not particularly excited about about any of those guys. I mean, Edmonds and Mostert obviously playing in a timeshare together. And then Ronald Jones, I mean, who knows who's going to come out of this Chiefs backfield as the leading rusher. Your guess is as good as mine on that. Yeah, so, I, that, uh, that's why, Ross, I'm I'm much more in tune with drafting the guys who sign contracts to stay with their current teams like Leonard Fournette and James Conner. Um, I, I, Jake, I don't know what the hell to do with Ronald Jones. I mean, I, I am the 
I am the opposite of a truther. I am a Rojo <laughs> falser. But you have to say, like, the situation's better. I have no clue what to do with him, though. I want to see where his ADP settles before I even I even consider looking at him on the draft board. So the point I want to make, and I think this is important, I actually talked about this on today's Ross Tucker Football Podcast, knowing we were going to talk to Jake about this. This is not just fantasy football information. I know this is the Fantasy Feast podcast, and I know we're talking about it as it relates to fantasy football, but this is why fantasy analysts are fantastic. This is really important and valuable information, and I think a lot of the teams probably have it. They've probably had some members of their staff do studies like this and have an idea of when guys fall off, you know, with production. Jake, you mentioned year seven. I'm sure, but I don't think all the teams. I'm not kidding. I I think that Jake Tribby now knows something that some of the NFL teams really don't know. I mean, they might think they know, but they don't really have the data that backs it up. And this is why I love the fantasy community because you guys actually do the work. Like you guys actually, you know, the football guys, we just say, nah, you know, they still want to hit age 30, you know, or like, you know, we all have these big proclamations and it's based on our experience or intuition, but I'm not doing all the work Jake just did. That That, that is phenomenal stuff. And, Every general manager in the NFL should be aware of it. They should be aware of the drop-off in production for skill guys after year seven. Not always, but they should at least be aware of it. And they should be understanding of – now, I don't think they care that much about ADP because that gets into hype and whatever. But usually the ADP is somewhat a product of what the expectations are when they go to a new team. And the point is, is – these guys almost always fall short of expectations. And Jake, um, I, I just uh, – the running back one narrative makes sense to me. I'm a little bit more confused about wide receivers. Now, I do think ultimately these guys are going and getting paid. Um, but we see wide receivers switch teams when they're more in their prime than maybe a running back is. But the findings haven't exactly been great for wide receivers – either although the outcome has been better than that for running backs in terms of uh in terms of guys switching teams which at least is some sort of solace for somebody like Allen Robinson um somebody like Christian Kirk etc this offseason yeah so wide receivers and this was really interesting and somewhat surprising to me actually had the best rate of beating their average draft position um at 30 percent uh but they did rank below both quarterbacks and running backs in terms of improving their Uh, per game fantasy averages. Um, So like what that tells me is that fantasy players are tempering their expectations for wide receivers switching teams, you know, perhaps rightfully so given the lack of like per game fantasy uh, improvement, you know, fantasy point per game improvement. Um, But that that may be creating value around wide receivers whose ADPs are staying flat or decreasing, which is kind of leading to this higher hit rate. And overall wide receivers, you know, just year over year, even if they don't switch teams have such a low hit rate, that um, the the wide receiver switching teams hit rate is the most you know comparable to their non free agent um, counterparts, which I think is is pretty interesting. 
Um, and we have a we have a very large class of uh, you know wide receiver switching teams this season. And I really think you have to uh, go case by case because there are you know so many different scenarios. Um, but I do think that this data shows that we can be a little more optimistic about wide receiver switching teams, um, or at least their chances of beating their average draft position than say you know running backs or quarterbacks. So um, which wide receivers like kind of in, in particular over the last number of years have had like the most success when switching teams? And is there anything we can learn from that? Yeah. So um, loading the chart right here. Um, so, I mean, obviously, Stefan Diggs going from oh, for sure. uh, Minnesota to Buffalo. I mean, just absolutely smashed in that first season. Wasn't great this this past year, but, you know, still still a drastic improvement there. Um, improved his improved his FPG by six point four. Uh, Brandon Cooks um, has done it actually multiple times, um, going from uh, Los Angeles to New England and then from um, uh, Houston to Los Angeles. Uh, he had pretty significant improvements both times. Uh, Brandon Marshall multiple times, uh, really crushed after switching teams. Um, so there, there, there is certainly a history of um, you know higher profile wide receivers you know doing quite well and putting up you know like the overall wide receiver three season, which is what Brandon Marshall. Uh, managed to do in um, 2015. I uh, I got one Ross that I think is going to smash his ADP, and this is not sexy by any stretch of the imagination, but I think Russell Gage is going to smash his ADP this year. That's just like that. That guy is going to be on so many of my best ball teams. Like I, you I, love that guy. No, I mean it's Ross. I'm, I'm I also love the situation. Like I think he's a really good football player. I think it's notable that that Tom Brady has watched him play from across the sideline for two consecutive years, and and essentially said we need that guy. Um, and you know I think people look at a number three wide receiver and are like, oh my god, you know, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna draft somebody who has a bigger role. But personally, I would take Jake, and these are both guys who have switched teams this offseason. I would take straight up Russell Gage over Robert Woods this year. And I'm just looking at situations there. Um, I don't know if you have thoughts on that, but I just wanted to bring like that kind of player-to-player comparison in terms of, of looking at um, wide receivers switching teams and why situation also matters. Yeah, 100%. I, I completely agree. So Robert Woods has, you know, he's facing quite a few problems, I think. So, um, you know, Julio Jones, who, you know, is arguably just as good of a player, potentially better, averaged eight fantasy points per game last year. Um, and over the last three seasons, or sorry, since uh, Mike Vrabel started coaching Tennessee in 2018, I believe, Tennessee's wide receivers, too, uh, has averaged just nine points a game which last season would have uh, ranked 60th best among all wide receivers. He's also 30 years old and is coming off an ACL tear. Um, and compare that to, to Gage, who's entering an offense where all three of Antonio Brown, Mike Evans, and Chris Godwin were wide receivers ones by fantasy points per game last year. So there's certainly room for, you know, both Evans, Godwin, and Gage to all be dominant, um, you know, fantasy players. And Gage is going to be playing a lot of um, a lot of slot, and the slot has historically crushed an Arians offense. Um, since 2011, um, the uh, Arians slot receiver has ranked no worse than 14th. Um, yeah. in total slot targets. Byron so, which now. <laughs> yeah, true, yeah, true. Yeah. But, it, uh, you know, it's Arian's it's disciple, be the same so offense, yeah. you would expect the same yeah. offense. So here's my question, um, and I'm sure you didn't do it, Jake, and I'm kind of putting you on the spot. Tyreek Hill gets traded from the Chiefs to the Dolphins, gets a lot of money. Devontae Adams traded from the Packers to the Raiders. Do you think it's fair to extrapolate 
some of these numbers for trades or unfair because it's different. It's not free agent, but it's still guys leaving one place for another for more money. And in these instances, I don't think anyone would argue that these guys are going to better football situations. I mean, they're just not. So it's kind of what you were saying earlier, Joe, about, hey, they're going money or, you know, Devontae Adams gets closer to California. Tyreek Hill's from Florida. You know, these guys are happy. They got their money. They got they get to live where they want to live. But they're not in a better quarterback or offense situation. Yeah, yeah. So that's, I mean, that's your big problem with both Adams and and Hill is that, yeah, they're getting serious quarterback downgrades. Um, but, you know, on, on the flip side, you know, at least with Adams, he does have a history with Carr and with both players. I mean, they're getting they're getting big money and you don't you know, you don't pay guys to not you know, get targets and score touchdowns and stuff. So I would, I would still anticipate that they see um, ample volume, but the, the quarterback downgrade is so significant, especially for Tyreek Hill that you have to punish him a little bit. And, and I did end up moving Hill uh, da- down my rankings a bit after the trade. Speaking by the way of punishing two titles are up for grabs on the stacked UFC 273 fight card. Join the action with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of UFC. New customers can bet $5 on any fighter and get $100 in free bets, win or lose, guaranteed. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code ROSS. Throw down $5 on UFC 273 and get $100 in free bets, no matter what, that's Code Ross this Saturday at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of UFC. 21 or older, restrictions apply. Um, and we'll you'll hear the disclaimer at the end of the show, for those of you that are disclaimer fans. What about tight ends, Jake? We didn't talk about tight ends. Yeah, so, so tight ends kind of fall... Um... Uh, in between some of these positions, um, 22 tight ends since 2010 have switched teams and been drafted top 24 at their posi- uh, their position, but just four have managed to beat ADP. So just a slightly better hit rate than quarterback right about in line. Um, and uh, uh, tight ends also had the worst rate of fantasy points per game improvement at just 31.8%. Um, so definitely some some serious concern with uh, with tight ends. Something that's that's interesting here is that of the four tight ends who did beat ADP in our sample, um, three of them actually did so last season, and one happened in 2019. So one thought I had there was that maybe, you know, given the, the early history in our sample, fantasy players just sort of, over adjusted their expectations for tight end switching teams, um, which, you know, led to like Hunter Henry beating ADP. Um, But so for this year, we're looking at, you know, we really only have two guys and it's Gerald Everett and Evan Ingram. I know a lot of fantasy players are basically done with, with Evan Ingram, but he is going into like the most tight end friendly offense that exists playing for Doug Peterson, Um, you know, during Peterson's five-year tenure as Eagles head coach, Philadelphia uh, tight ends led the league in cumulative fantasy points per game three times, and they finished top four the other two seasons. Um, So this is like, I mean, Doug Peterson loves his tight ends, and he clearly set out, you know, they had Dan Arnold, and he he set out to get another tight end because he loves running those two tight end sets. Um, And, you know, there have been multiple instances in Peterson offenses where they've posted uh, multiple tight end ones. Um, so perhaps Arnold and Ingram could both be, you know, high end fantasy tight ends, but 
maybe not. This was a really bad offense last year. Trevor Lawrence had the 11th worst TD percentage of all time last season. So, you know, I definitely understand people who uh, who still want to stay away from Evan Ingram. But I do think, you know, at, at tight end 23, it, that is a decent bet. And Gerald Everett is a, you know, sort of a very straightforward uh, value at his current draft position, I think, because he's basically going to take the Jared Cook role. Um, and he's roughly 10 years younger. And Jared Cook finished his tight end 18 last year. Everett's being drafted as tight end 22. So to me, that's, you know, that's a pretty straightforward value for uh, for Everett. I don't think he'll smash ADP, but he's got a decent chance to beat it. Uh, Jake, you are going to have to, you're going to have to drag me kicking and screaming to draft Evan Ingram, but I, I, I understand it. Look, and Ross, I think one of the simple things when you talk about Peterson, you're like, well, of course he ran a lot of 12 personnel. He had Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard, but you have to remember that in Peterson's first two years with the Eagles, they also had Brent Selleck and ran a ton of 12 personnel. And they had Trey Burton and ran 13 personnel. Um, And then they actively sought out Goddard, you know, the year after Brent Selleck retired. So um, it it just does seem, Jake, that, like, Doug Peterson considers Evan Ingram a big part of his passing game. I know they gave a gajillion dollars to Christian Kirk and Zay Jones, um, I'm not really Zay sure. Jones, by the way, <laughs> Zay yeah. Jones, say it out loud. Zay Jones. I mean, Zay Jones. Why couldn't somebody, I mean, I, I was probably comparable to Zay Jones. Why couldn't some dumb team have been like, let's give Ross Tucker 10 million a year. Yeah. That was, Ross, you wouldn't be doing this podcast now. If, uh, if I, don't I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You still would be. You just love it to, so much. But, uh, but yeah, uh, well, what's, what's Zay Jones ADP like nine. 947 i don't think uh i don't think even fantasy players are like whoa look at the money they gave zay jones what if zay jones just has like a huge year and makes us all look galactically stupid (laughs) i will say this and and this goes back to a player we talked about a little earlier in the podcast i specifically remember um myself saying the rams gave robert woods what when the rams signed woods See, I like that though, Joe. You you at least admit your you know I what mean, happened. And, and and the Rams clearly identified a player who was being misused or had bad quarterback play in Buffalo. So uh, I don't think Zay Jones, by the way, is that player. Um, but I I am just saying, like that off season, Robert Woods was like the uh, one of the first wide receivers to sign, um, and he got a ton of money. And I'm like, oh my! And then Alshon Jeffrey had to settle for a one year contract from Philly. And I, and I was like, I cannot believe what Robert Woods got paid vis-a-vis Alshon Jeffrey. Turns out uh, the Rams knew what they were doing. Uh, so sometimes teams do know what they're doing. Here's what I know what we're doing. We're making sure everybody follows Jake on Twitter, at Jake Tribby. Everybody follows Joe, at FG underscore Dolan. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL. We are at Ross Tucker Pod. You can, of course, check us out on YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL, you can see that my black eye is starting to fade a little bit, and you can see my hotel room here in California if you're into that kind of thing. What happened to your eye? Uh, I, I face-planted skiing in Utah last Oh, okay. Week. All Bad. right. I, I, was, like, I was hoping somebody didn't slug you, Ross, for something I said on this podcast. <laughs> no, like, I Zay wish Jones, they, I, I, Zay Jones came up to you. I, and I wish they on. did. I, I, I dream about somebody giving me, like, the legal right to beat the piss out of them. That'd be amazing. <laughs> but, no, unfortunately, it was just a mountain in Utah. Also, go to FantasyPoints.com. Use the code 22FEAST. Next week, Wes Huber. We're talking wide receivers. I'm stuffed. We're done. 
Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Feast podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker football podcast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and the College Draft, all available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. A lot of times on the show, I mentioned DraftKings. Here's what you need to know. you got to be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or in Indiana, 109WITHIT. By the way, if what I was talking about included a deposit bonus, it doesn't always. Sometimes it does. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough, and deposit bonuses are paid out in site credit. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.